Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We have a lot to talk about. Like so much. (laughs) (laughs) Not to overwhelm the listeners or anything, but Oscar nominations came out. There was a lot of TV news this week. And like a crazy kind of like huge update news. Yeah, not even just like a bunch of little side things that we could talk about maybe, but it's like stuff we have to mention. Yeah. And also we watched three different movies that are Netflix originals. Yeah, they're all all Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like all prestige, like award season stuff. Yes. Basically. Yeah. Three Netflix movies that are all up for awards or or snubbed. Snubbed. And also, we just realized they were all three true stories. We didn't even plan that, but we're kind of good at that a lot. Just <laughs> we do fall, that a lot. It just falls into place for us. <laughs> <laughs> we're meant to make this podcast, is what I'm getting from that. It's kismet. It's God's gift to the world. Yeah. So, we're going to start with TV news. We are going to do our top three at the end. I know you're all dying to know. Yeah. That'll just keep you listening. (laughs) (laughs) Where do I even begin? I know. I'm like, I guess I'm going to have to go kind of chronologically. One thing that, one of the first mind-blowing things is that there's going to be a Parasite limited series on HBO from Bong Joon-ho and Adam McKay. Two, two of our favorite guys. Yeah. Two two people we can trust, but also, like, what does that even mean? I don't know, and I'm excited. It's going to be crazy and really good. Can't wait. The trailer for that show we've kind of seen here and there a little bit where it shows um, Nick Offerman in, like, the FX trailers, you mm-hmm. know, that you've like talked devs about. or something? Yeah. I forgot that it's by the creator of Ex Machina and Annihilation. I don't even know if I knew that. I think I knew it once upon a time, but I forgot. Yeah. And so it just kind of got me re-excited about it. And that premieres on March 5th on FX, which... Soon-ish. Yeah, soon-ish. Cool. Um, I was very excited to see that Mark Hamill has been cast in season two of What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> so fun. So that will be very... Very interesting, very, very funny. Love Mark Hamill. And um, that premieres on April 15th, which is also so soon. Yeah, like spring is going to be great for TV time. I feel like we're kind of in a slump right now, Mm -hmm. but we'll get there. Okay, I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy since for like three seasons now, but my my number one guy after they killed off McDreamy and Mm -hmm. McSteamy, so my number three guy... Um, Alex Karev. He is leaving. And I think that this should just be a sign. I love you, Shonda, but I think it's time to nip this one in the bud. I could not agree more. Karev was... Yeah, he's one of the best characters from season one. Also, isn't it crazy because they're saying that um, his final episode has already aired. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah, and so it's all very, very weird. I'm going to have to hit up my one and only friend that I 
know still watches it and kind of see her perspective on it because I don't know much. Yeah, it seems it's like seems a little shady. Yeah. One crazy thing is that, um, first of all, American Crime Story, their FX is now going to delay that until after the 2020 election. Oh. Yeah. So and that's the one about the Clinton scandal. Yes. Interesting. I did. People were worried that it would like affect the the election, weren't they? Yeah, which, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I'm like, because I think that the it's last like time the nose. it was two on the nose last time, and I think there was some drama there. With OJ? Oh, no. I'm thinking of American Horror Story. Oh, when I, it was, like, about the election. Yes. And I think there was some, like, big-time drama there, and people thought it was affected the election. Oh, wow. So I wonder if that's why Ryan Murphy is pausing until after i mean it makes sense yeah um sad news lizzie mcguire disney plus um revamp is on pause because the creator exited mm-hmm. the like our og creator um left and now it's just on pause it's so weird and it's like these are two very highly anticipated shows yes um and it's crazy too that it's like they have to find a whole new showrunner yeah and it's just on hiatus quote unquote yeah because like the other one it makes sense and i'm sure that they they've started production i think this one they technically have two right but it's just like sorry oh sorry of american crime story oh and this one, it sounded like they had started, but now it's like, they're just going to scrap everything. I have no idea. It's so weird. And that's like one of their most high profile things. Yeah. Like it's been such a big deal. <sighs> this one, I don't, I haven't researched as much. It just makes me think of, I've seen other like hints that other Disney plus shows are being like put on hold, like other Marvel ones mm-hmm. that I don't care about as much, but I'm like, they need to hurry up and put out some new content because yeah like, like they started off strong but they gotta keep it com- keep it going totally they announced that there's going to be a hbo six-part documentary about the mcdonald's monopoly scam mm-hmm. i'm very excited about that me too that's premiering on february 3rd so very close oh wow that is very close but i'm not sure like if they're going to drop half of the the docuseries episodes at once or what, but... Oh, yeah. I'm definitely kind of, excited. Yeah. It was already announced that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler are going to be hosting the 2021 Golden Globes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> God is good. Yeah. Just have them host everything until they die, please. Seriously. Um, the trailer dropped for the FX show Mrs. America... Oh, I haven't watched it. It's good. The trailer is good. I okay, mean. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, because um, Elizabeth Banks is the creator of that, I believe. I believe you're right. And, you know, after her tank, her Charlie's Angels kind of tanking, I'm, I hope she gets a win from this. I do, too. And I feel like the trailer was so good and compelling, and the cast is so good. Like, um, Rose Byrne, Kate Blanchett, um, Uzo... Aduba. Mm-hmm. Um, Melanie Linsky's in it. She Love tweeted her. it and she was like, 
If you pause it really quickly, I'm in it for a second. <laughs> but yeah, I know it looks like really interesting and really good. Perfect. And that is premiering April 15th. Oh, the CW renewed Riverdale for another season? I saw they renewed all of their shows. Oh, I didn't even, I only paid attention to Riverdale. People were like excited because they're like, wow, this is a network that like has faith in its shows. They renewed every that's single cool. show that's currently on. Well, and I saw that they did give a full season to um, the Katie Heen, the new show that Lucy Hale, Lucy Hale is heading up. Um, and that hasn't even aired yet. So I thought that was cool and nice. Yeah. It is really cool because so many shows need a full season. Yeah. To like feel it out. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was awesome. Um, I also saw that they announced Westworld is officially coming back March 15th. Yes, I saw that too. I saw, uh, I didn't watch the trailer, but I have it bookmarked from Aaron Paul. Yes, I haven't watched the whole thing yet either. Um, I never finished season two though. I never finished season one. <laughs> I got work to do. I also saw that Fargo season four premieres april 19th with what's this oh chris rock yeah i forgot about that or i didn't know i don't know if i knew and forgot i keep forgetting but, about fargo and i love fargo yeah i need to watch season three i'd never watched season three i did not either well it'll be easier once fx on hulu is official exactly so that's what i'll catch up on i'll probably rewatch the whole thing because yeah, it's a good so idea. good plus isn't kieran culkin in season two if he is, I didn't connect. I'm pretty sure he that. is, but I just I just wasn't a didn't cool, appreciate him a like Kiernan I should head. have. <laughs> like, I didn't want to say a Colkin head because a Colk head that sounds bad. <laughs> like slash, um, I didn't want that people to infer that also includes his brother. Yeah, I'm not really a Macaulay head, <laughs> Mac head. The last thing I have is: Did you see the music video trailer that? The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina dropped. I went to watch it, and then I got distracted, so I never watched it. Was it good? Um, I think that it actually is pretty fun and yeah. silly. At first, I was kind of like, this is kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just um, the other, not Kieran, but Kiernan, which I mix their names up sometimes. Yeah. Like, kind of singing and just dancing. Mm-hmm. But then it's, like, pretty funny. Like, I think it's supposed to be campy and fun. Oh, good. Um, probably not going to watch the show, but I was yeah. like, wow, that's a creative promo. For them, I just feel like, good for them. Yeah. I think the show, I like, this little music video, it looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people that are still watching the show are going to still watch it, and I don't think they're going to convince other people to start yeah. the whole thing. But that makes sense. Kind of, a, I like the creativity. Mm-hmm. I'm loosely taking what you just talked about and tying it to something that doesn't really fit in anywhere on this episode but i wanted to mention it okay um i was listening to january jones on dax shepherd's podcast armchair expert today and um uh it was really good and she talked a lot about mad men and i again i may have known this or and forgot or i didn't know this i cannot remember but she initially tried out and was in the running um, for Peggy. Hmm. Did you know that? I can't remember. It was Again, like it's her like... and Elizabeth Moss at the end. And then they were like, we're going to give Peggy to Elizabeth Moss, but we really like you. So they wrote Betty in for her. Well, they, they can't have that show without Betty. They were not originally going to show 
um, Don Draper's like home and personal life, which is like the whole show, which is so it's fascinating. I can't imagine that show being as good as it is without his home life. No. Wow. Yeah. Well, can you imagine her as Peggy? No. That would never work. Yeah. Apparently the creator was like, you're too pretty. She is too pretty. (laughs) You can't have someone conventionally like her character's a model, a former model. Yeah. Which she is in real life. It makes Which sense. Which I hadn't even connected that until you just said that. Dang. That so, is fascinating. Yeah. Anyone who is a big Mad Men fan like me should listen to that podcast because she provided a lot of different insights to the Mad Men era that oh. I really enjoyed. Plus, she's someone who seems kind of like a closed book. So when she's like really open in a yeah. long form interview like that, that would be awesome. Yeah. She was really open and really fun and great. That's awesome. Well, and you know she has to be funny because she surrounds herself with really funny people. Oh, yeah. She's funny. Cool. Oscar nominations came out this week. And what a whirlwind. It's a roller coaster ride. Honestly, I kind of set myself up to be really disappointed. So I felt actually pretty pleased. Other than I had already accepted the fact that no females would be nominated for directors, which came true. So... No shock there. It's a curse to always be right. Yeah. Uh Oh, Little Women actually got nominated for a lot more than I thought. So yeah. So I was really, really, really excited about that. The ones that I wanted to see it nominated, I wanted to see it get Best Picture nom. So I'm happy it got and that. I got that. I also was really hoping against logic that Greta would be nominated for director. Yeah. But... We obviously didn't get that, but she it won did... that in our hearts. Yeah, exactly. But um, I'm I am really happy that Sarsha and Florence got nominations, mm-hmm. and that Greta at least got nominated for best adapted screenplay. Um, also, my three favorite movies of the year, which are Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, and Parasite, were all nominated for best picture. So mm-hmm. I'm pleased for them there. Same. Um, I have not seen Joker, so I can't really contribute to the, like, I can't really contribute to the annoyance about how many nominations it got. Mm-hmm. It just never really interested me at all, so I, I never saw it, but it does still bug me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel the same way. I never saw it, but from everyone I've talked to who has seen it and everything I've read about it, I'm just like, meh. Yeah. But it is true that they love typically when like a male, typically comedic background person goes into drama. But that yeah. is why I'm shocked that Adam Sandler was not nominated. For yeah, Andrew that was Jones. a big shock. Yeah. Did you have any, um, based on the movies we're going to talk about today, did you have any uh, shock or any commentary on those nominations? No. I was surprised that... Dolomite is my name was not nominated for costumes. Oh yeah, that actually is surprising. I didn't. I read. I read all the nominations at like seven oh, thirty in the morning, so early, and yeah. I haven't really looked at them a lot since. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that is shocking. They weren't nominated for like anything. I don't think they were correct? nominated for a single thing, and okay. they were nominated for quite a few Golden Globes yeah. and Critics' Choice Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, I also don't know. I feel like Eddie Murphy v- was really good in a different way than he normally is in that movie. Yeah, I agree with So that. it would have been really cool to see him get nominated for that. Um, I don't think he would have won, but it just, it surprises me because I feel like I did hear kind of like some critic 
yeah. buzz about Dolomite is my name. Yeah. But particularly costumes, I thought they were amazing. I agree. So that was that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Um, my other biggest upset is that The Farewell didn't get nominated for anything. Like, not even um, international film. Like, nothing. That's so it's weird. It's very wild to me because when I compare that movie to the Best Picture nominees... I th- I mean, obviously, it's personal opinion, but, like, the, far- the Farewell was a really great movie. That should have been nominated. Yeah. I don't know what the requirements are for an international f- feature film. So it maybe is weird. I don't understand yeah. it. So Kinda maybe, because with Golden Globes, it was, like, foreign language film. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I forgot that it wasn't foreign language film for the Academy Awards. Yeah. I don't know. It's very weird. The last thing that I thought was interesting is that Beyonce was not nominated for Lion King original song, which I was like reading some background to that, and apparently they've ousted her before. That is so weird. Yeah, it's very interesting. She should be like an Academy darling, I would think. Yeah. Um, Just don't want her to get that EGOT. It's also weird that Frozen 2 was not nominated for animated movie. Oh yeah, I saw that people were mad that Frozen 2 was snubbed it's kind of it's like shocking but again didn't see that either me neither so yeah well kind of leads us into our discussion yeah so the three movies we watched one of them we already kind of talked about we watched dolomite is my name um we watched the two popes which got some academy award nods yeah um and we also watched the irishman which also got some Academy Award nods. Yeah. By far the most out of these three. Yeah. Which, like, that was the least surprising No, thing. Yeah. All three of them are streaming on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned, Dolomite is my name. Eddie Murphy. Um, true story. Didn't know that until the credits started rolling. Oh, really? I literally didn't know. I had looked up... Because when they started talking about that other guy who was in, like, Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. I was like, was he really in Rosemary's Baby? He was. That is funny. It was like every person, every single character was a real person. Wow. Down to, like, Titus's character. Which I thought yeah. was really fun. Titus was in it, <clears throat> and I loved him. There was, like, a lot of really fun people that were in the cast. Yeah. Well, like, Titus was in it more than um, Jordan, or not Jordan Peele. Keegan-Michael Key. Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. And, which I thought was interesting, um, because Keegan was kind of, like... He came in, like, halfway through. Yeah, and then he was only in, like, a couple of scenes, really. Yeah. But, yes, the costumes are amazing. I loved the costumes, and that was probably my favorite part of watching. But Jordan and I were discussing earlier today about how it's a very similar story to The Disaster Artist. Yeah, in that it's... Someone who, their dream is to, like, make a movie Mm -hmm. that they, like, are passionate about. Eddie Murphy is playing this character who's, like, an aspiring comedian and movie star named Rudy Ray Moore. And he ends up creating this character for his stand-up comedy act named Dolomite. And then, which which becomes very... Pop, like, very famous and well-known mm-hmm. with his, like, comedy albums. I have a question about that. Okay. 
Um, I kind of zoned out a little bit while watching the, especially the beginning. Did he steal the his comedy routine from that home a homeless guy? He was saying that the homeless guy was like retelling kind of these tall tales that weren't just made up by him. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of like fables, I think. Oh, okay. Like passed along. Okay. And then he created this, like I guess Dolomite was kind of like a name that was part of those stories. Okay. And then he kind of focused all of those stories into one character named Dolomite who's retelling okay. them. So he kind of was just like inspired by the homeless guy. Yeah. Not necessarily. I, when I was watching it, I was like, is this all going to like, is the homeless guy going to show up and be like, hey, like you wait a money. minute. Yeah. But um, To me. Was not the story. So I. No. Okay. Because he was then talking to his friends who were like, oh, don't you remember those stories? We all have heard them before. And they were like, yeah, no one cares about those stories anymore. Okay. And so then he was like, I think actually people would care about those stories. That makes sense. So it kind of is like he never, as as far as the movie says, he never credited the homeless guy. Yeah. But it seemed like they were just like well-known that makes things. Sense. And then like he kind of made art out of them with his delivery kind yeah. of and the character and stuff. Well... My fault for falling asleep a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the beginning is for sure more slow moving. Um, I started really loving the movie when they do start like filming yes. his movie that he writes because like his idea it's it's I thought of Disaster Artist too because like his ideas were like way off the wall. Like he wanted to incorporate kung fu and all of his like he finds he kind of like fell into like working with some of these successful people that like mm-hmm. knew more what they were doing with filmmaking. Yeah. And um they'd be like that's a crazy idea. But then like while they're filming it they it was just they were having so much fun with it and they're much more self-aware and like um kind of approaching things like very outlandishly than compared to the disaster artist. Yes. Um and like they were all on board and having fun. With it more like into the disaster artist, they're like, "What is even happening? Like, yeah. this is stupid." Um, but yeah, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty entertaining and funny. And by the end, I was like really involved emotionally. Like when they're like trying to find theaters to show their movie and stuff. Like by the end, I was like really on board and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I would say I liked it a little bit less than Jordan, but I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I But I did watch it in, like, three separate parts because I got bored. So I would, like, stop watching it because I was like, I feel like I'm not paying attention and I should just start it up again later and see if I'm liking it better. So I also liked it more at the end. Um, but I didn't hate it. I mm-hmm. just, like, didn't wasn't obsessed with it. But yeah, there's my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it seems weird because they are so opposite, but two popes. <laughs> they are very opposite. Um, another true story. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I vividly remember that time where... Um, They were having to choose a new pope because the other pope was stepping down. Um, I, like, even remember the exact uh, class I was in. I was in college. I was in uh, 
my uh, program planning and implementation class, and <laughs> uh, my teacher like let us watch on the screen like if the white smoke came up or the black smoke, and it was it was a fun time. I wish I remembered. I didn't really follow it that closely, so mm-hmm. I wish that I had because I didn't know a lot of the stuff that they were talking about in yeah. the movie. This one surprised me because it was actually, like, it does not sound like it would be fun, but mm-hmm. actually was pretty fun. Yeah. It was like a cute, fun movie. I was telling Jordan that um, the whole beginning portion of this, um, to me, was reminding me of What We Do in the Shadows, which is <laughs> one of our favorite movies. Um, I mentioned that to my roommate who, um, she just laughed when I said that. She didn't understand that at all, but Jordan followed me a little bit. <laughs> it made bit. sense to me. It kind of, to me, it just seems like, um, like the, all the popes and all of their, like, cloaks and garb are getting together to, like, nominate a new pope. And, um, it just reminded like, me of <clears throat> the vampires. It's like an ancient custom yeah. that we're doing modern day. Mm-hmm. And just the way it was filmed all, was kind of fun and funny. And their personalities, like how, like the politics of being Pope, how like, exactly. they're like, he's, he wants it too bad. He's like being so annoying and campaigning to be Pope. Like mm-hmm. that, it was very entertaining. And yeah. I thought it had a very silly factor to mm-hmm. it. Like what we do in the shadows. Yeah. Um, it was definitely a slower movie. But it was very, very, very beautiful. I was Mm -hmm. very interested to know about how they filmed it because a lot of it takes place in, like, the Vatican and, like, the Sistine Chapel. And Yeah, I was wondering about that, too. I did not... I should have looked this up. But talking to my roommate, who also watched it, she looked it up and she said that they allowed them to take, like, one video inside and then they took that video and recreated it on a lot well they did an amazing job yeah it looked really beautiful um i thought that the acting was great um jonathan price who i know mainly from pirates of the caribbean is um he got nominated for lead actor mm-hmm. um and anthony hopkins was also really good i actually thought they looked a lot like the real popes yeah they did they really did Um, At one point, they are enjoying lunch together, the two popes, and they're drinking an orange Fanta, and it just (laughs) made me want an orange Fanta so bad, because if you've been to Europe, then you know that the orange Fanta there is, like, liquid gold. It's not the same orange Fanta as it is in America. It's good enough for the pope. So now I've just been craving one. It did make me want to go to Europe Europe really bad. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I liked this. It's probably not something I would have just, like, turned on to watch. But mm-hmm. I'm really glad that I watched it because it was really interesting. Well, and also, someone from The National, um, I think Aaron Dessner, is the one who did the music. Oh, my gosh. Which I well, actually forgot until I was just thinking about it. The music was very good. So that makes sense to me. It was Bryce Dessner who did the music. Very Brothers, close. whatever. My last point, other than, oh, The High Sparrow. Yeah. I had forgotten that the Game of Thrones High Sparrow, he was in it. It makes sense that he would be in roles like this. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Well, Um, that's him. That's the Pirates of the Caribbean guy. Oh, okay. There we go. Because he, it's the same actor who plays Elizabeth's dad on Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. The governor or whatever. Yeah. 
Um, that is so funny. I totally forgot, but like, duh. He just like <laughs> he looks more normal in old timey outfits than he probably does in modern outfits. Yeah, he's just great at these. I okay. This is just like a side note, but um, earlier in the week, I got a after watching the Golden Globes, I went home immediately and watched um, the entire Fleabag series in the the matter of like twenty seven hours. <laughs> Not really my smartest moment. It was a, a very emotional time for me. Um, but I was laughing because in Fleabag, the, por- the part where the priest and um, Fleabag finally kind of get together is um, they're at like a confessional and uh, the priest tells her to get on her knees and he's like kneel yeah exactly and then when i was watching the two popes there's a portion where the pope is like trying to um confess his sins to the secondary guy that he wants to become the pope and he's like getting on his knees and the other pope is like please don't get on your knees please don't kneel (laughs) and i was just laughing at the comparison between the two people telling them to kneel and telling the other one not to kneel (laughs) He's like, I just watched Fleabag. This is giving yeah, me kneeling weird is bad. Feelings, so. <laughs> kneeling leads to bad things. <laughs> anyway, that I liked it. I thought it was beautiful and great. Yeah, I liked it too. It was really good. Last but not least, or maybe we'll see. Um, the Irishman. Um, my review of The Irishman is it's three and a half hours long. Yep, and I don't think any movie needs to be that long. <laughs> Um, I did not think it was, I didn't think it was bad. I like mafia movies. Um, I especially like Goodfellas, which was also directed by Martin Scorsese and had a lot of crossover with the cast. Yeah. It's like Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci. I don't, yeah. I don't know if Al Pacino's in Goodfellas, but it's like the, the, cause the people were, I was listening to npr about the irishman and they called this like the avengers of mafia movies because they finally got all these big honchos of mafia mobster movies in the same movie and stuff mm-hmm. well but for I, me i read that um joe pesci refused to get, come out of retirement to do this movie yeah he just wanted to golf yeah and if someone said they had heard the actual number of refusals was around 50 50 times he said no well, because they've been trying to get this movie made for so long, apparently. It's crazy. But I just think that I I didn't find the story that compelling, personally. Um, And I like mafia movies. Like, I was on board when it was starting. But I just didn't really have a lot of emotional tie to any of the characters. And something that I really like, not to compare it just to Goodfellas too much, but I really like that they... Um, you get to see more of, like, their families, like, kind of, like, their emotional turmoil being tied to the mob, too. Because mm-hmm. that, I I think by the end, I thought the end was good. I thought the last bit was pretty Yeah, it wasn't really tense. in it at the end. Yeah, tense, and, there like, it did kind of bring in kind of, like, a more emotional humanity kind of, like, human experience aspects of these men's lives. But I didn't really get a lot of that for the rest of the movie, if that makes sense. So it was yeah. kind of hard for me to stay in it. Sure. Um, I liked it better than I thought I would. Uh, yeah, the three and a half hour um, length was a 
tricky for me. Um, I, if I, I agree. I don't think we need to be making three and a half hour long movies. I think that that is kind of a sign of bad storytelling or like turn it into a TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially when I felt like most of the movie, it was like, um, it was so much. And I know that's like this, that's the storytelling is the narration. Mm-hmm. But to me, it becomes like a laundry list of events, mm-hmm. you know? And by the end, I thought when there was a lot less narration, it forced me to like be in the moment. Yeah. Watching the like, movie. Like things started happening and I was like, oh, wait a minute. And I like would rewind it. And then I was like more into it. Yeah. But I kind of got used to not paying that much attention with the narration happening. Yeah, it, like, I really developed... I was, like, leaning on some bad habits watching the movie yeah. because I was watching it at home. If I'd been well, in the theater, it'd probably been different. That was, that was the point I was going to make is that I think that um, if you're going to have a long movie that like that, you should have it in theaters first, not... Um, which I know they, ha- they actually did play it in theaters. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't seem like for very long. Yeah. Um, but I think you're, it's hard to convince someone to go pay money to see it when they already have a Netflix subscription and mm-hmm. can watch it at home. Yeah. It is funny too, cause I was expecting, maybe I wasn't paying close enough attention, but I wasn't not, I wasn't that distracted by the de-aging. Oh, I was. Okay. I thought that De Niro's <laughs> Please tell face, me more about it. Cause like, um, De Niro the, was de-aged the most mm-hmm. um because he's probably he's supposed to be younger than like joe pesci's character yes. so they probably had to like yeah revert him um i felt like the coloring on it i was always a little off there was like and it was just like kind of shiny mm-hmm. and it did just reminded me of that marwin movie a lot oh gosh um but i think that because i had heard a lot about that it was still less dramatic than i thought it would be yeah, I had people were talking about like that it was the worst thing they'd ever seen. Yeah, and so I think my expectations were really, yeah. really low for it, and so I got used to it. But I just I don't think I was expecting it to be for such a long time. Yeah, it honestly, but it was it basically made me, like almost the whole movie. Totally, which it's funny because like it, I almost wish they could have done it like Boyhood style. Yeah, and actually filmed it like years ago. Well, and something I was looking at cool. him, and I was like, they really just should have had the guy that plays Joel Measel play him. <gasps> yeah, that was my casting choice. Well, he would have been good. Yeah, and he already looks like he's in the mafia. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you were stoked that uh our boy Landry was in it. My three notes. <laughs> um, the CGI. <laughs> Uh, the fact that I wanted to bullet a bowling alley that they went to. And yes. Landry in all caps. Well, I went two for three. Yeah, you did. On your notes. Um, I thought Landry was my favorite part. Yeah, he did. he was good. He was way good. How was he so good in every movie? I don't know. And, like, you wouldn't think that he... You'd think he would stand out more like a sore thumb, mm-hmm. but he actually, like, blends in perfectly with whatever totally. era it is. And I just feel like he doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. No. It's ridiculous. Um, one of my other notes, uh, last thing I want to say is, I said, is Ray Romano the hottest guy in this movie? (laughs) Honestly, I think maybe. I thought he looked good. I kind of wished he was in it more. I liked his character. Yeah, I thought he was good. They cast it really well of people that would be great in mafia movies. Yeah. It's like, I definitely didn't think it was bad. I have been putting off watching this movie because the time link really scared me Mm -hmm. so long and it just seemed like it was going to be so boring. Yeah. I definitely don't think it was 
nearly as boring as I expected, but it really, the length just, it was kind of brutal. Yeah. For me. Well, for our top three, we uh, thought it would be super fun (laughs) to uh, just rank the three movies that we watched in order. I think I could guess what yours is. Yeah, and I can guess what yours is. Well, I think Maybe yours I can't guess would yours. be Two Popes, Dolomite. No, I think yours might be Dolomite, Two Popes, and then Irishman. One through three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's that's how I would rank them. So Dolomite number one. Two I Popes. ended up loving Dolomite. Okay. Um, I just, I was legitimately laughing when they were filming the love scene. Oh, yeah, that was And he was all funny. nervous because he's like, I didn't think about, like, trying to be all sexy like why did I write this love scene and then oh and I want to also shout out the female co-star in Dolomite oh she I was really loved good her she was awesome let me just make sure I have her name right she played the actress Lady Reed uh Divine Joy Randolph I loved her she was so good yeah she was great and so they end up making it this hilarious love scene and well, then when they show clips from the real movie at the end, they did a really good job mm-hmm. of, like, recreating stuff. It was a very... I just... I I ended up loving it. I did not expect that. So, it was just a fun time by the end for me. So, that that is my number one. Cool. Yours, I'm... I can't predict what is your least favorite one. Two Popes is your number one. Yes. I think I would go Two Popes, Irishman, Dolomite. Yeah. Okay. So, there we have it. Very different. Yeah. But it is, it's, like, interesting because we not, we didn't hate any of the no. three. Yeah. But it's always, I feel like it's honestly hard to find something that I straight up hate the whole thing anyway. Yeah. But. It's true. Yeah. But I do want everyone to watch all these. Me too. And you kind of have to watch Irishman because it's nominated for Best Picture, so. Yeah. Carve out some time. Yeah. Uh, who was your crush this week? Did you have so, one? So, my crush this week is it cheating? I watched it. I watched Fleabag. I already said. <laughs> I've already chosen him. The hot priest. You're Andrew on Scott. a. You are on a hot priest kick right now. Priest. Like, I don't know what I just said. I yeah. I I don't know what you said either, and I don't know what's wrong with He's me. He's too hot. That it's hard to talk. But it's like all consuming. I would yeah. say. Um. It's fun to be all have an all consuming. Yeah. Celeb crush. I have some new ones right now, which is kind of fun. Yeah. But Andrew Scott was at the uh, Critics' Choice Awards, and he wore this amazing outfit. It was a red suit and a pink um, blouse underneath. And Mm -hmm. if you know me, that's, like, one of my favorite color combinations. And he just looked so great. He looked like St. Valentine himself. Yeah. Yeah, he looked amazing. And his hair was, like, he's finally mastered how he should wear his hair. Yes, he has. Yeah, it's not cheating at all. Thank you. My crush this week, I went with Keegan-Michael Key mm. in Dolomite. I thought he looked really good. Yeah, he did look good. He wasn't in it as much as I would have liked, but he looked really hot. Yes, he did. He had, like, an afro and a mustache, and it was just really working for me. Yeah. I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. He was, like, a sight for sore eyes. Well, go watch Fargo. He's in that, remember? When? Which season? Is it second season? I don't he even remember. It has been so long that I've watched that. Well, <sighs> you guys have a lot of work to do if you haven't watched any of those. Um, you're welcome for watching them for you and telling you how we feel about it. Yeah. 
<laughs> you are welcome. You guys owe us. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye.